Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. Can you handle persecution? We were just talking about this is going to be the year of restoration. We were talking about the fact that, you know, 2023 is going to be a year of restoration that God is going to restore to you everything that the enemy stole from you. That when we talk about God's restoration, we are not just talking about bringing something to the original uh, condition. God's restoration will take you higher, will make the condition better than it was originally. (coughs) But the Lord Jesus Christ was speaking to the disciples in Mark. And he said to the disciples, Truly I say to you, truly I tell you, Jesus said, there is no one who has left house, some of the house, House. brothers Brothers. or sisters or or mother Mother. or father or children or field for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, listen to this, who will not receive a hundred times. So he's not saying a hundred percent. He says a hundred four means a hundred times. I know why Roland always primed the well before I came over. How many of you heard of the hundredfold? The hundredfold is not a hundred percent, a hundred times. Remember when he talked about Isaac sowed in the famine? And uh, the Lord blessed him with a hundred times more than he sowed. And uh, he became richer, became richer, until it came to the point that uh, the people in Gira said, you're too big for us. Get out of here. Who will not receive a hundred times more? Some of the hundred times more. To me, when he says a hundred times more, that means that a hundred times more than what you sowed. When we get to heaven, no, no it says, now, let, let me read that again. It says, wow. truly, I tell you, Jesus said, this was not from Peter, this was not from Paul, this was not from John, this was not from any of the apostles. Jesus himself is telling the disciples, I honestly tell you, <laughs> there is no one who has left House, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or fields for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now at this time. Somebody said, now at this time. But I want you to note this, because sometimes we get so excited, we don't get the most important part of it. Is it with persecutions? Let me ask you this. Are you ready for a hundred times harvest? It comes with persecutions. It says now, it doesn't say when you get to heaven, now with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. Is that what you were taught when you first came to the knowledge of the Lord? Unless maybe you were a member of the abundant life. We were told that, you know, we had to work so hard to get to heaven. Then if you get to heaven, then you are going to receive everything that you did not have here. But Jesus himself in this portion of the scripture says, For any form of sacrifice that you have made, for 
He said, and the sake of the gospel, you will receive a hundred times. I can relate to this portion of the scripture because this was the portion of the scripture that the Lord gave me when I was broke as broke can be in Nigeria. And I felt in my spirit that God was calling me to preach the word. In Nigeria, in those days, People never believe that, you know, people will groom their children to become doctors, lawyers, or engineers, businessmen. Because when you grow up in poverty, you can't wait to get out of it. And in Nigeria, the, the way to get out of it was to go to school, become a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, or a businessman. And you wanted to become a preacher? that something was really, really wrong with you. They can't say that today because God has proved the critics wrong. And the angel said, Amen. See, in the past I have been, I have spoken on can you handle the blessing? But I want to take it further today and ask, as I start this series, can you handle persecutions? Because don't we all love to be blessed? I'm talking about seeing doors open, our businesses taking off, meeting the right person, the person of our dream, like Jeremy did some time ago. I mean, I've never seen him have a broader smile. Now, Jeremy always had a smile, but now he has a much broader smile because when you meet the person of your dream, like he met Gabriela, your mouth is wider as you smile. We get excited because we know that that's God taking us where we have been praying for. He's taking us where we can't go on our own. But I found out that for many of us, we always forget that the blessing doesn't come by itself. Most of the time it comes with persecution. See, God could have said, I'm going to give you the blessing, the houses, the resources, the promotion, and left it there. But he ordered. He said, I am going to bless you. But with that blessing is going to come opposition. With the blessing will come jealousy. People who don't know you criticizing you. People who, be, who used to be your friends being against you. See, the question is not so much can you handle the blessing. The question now is can you handle the persecution that often follows the blessing. Can you handle being ostracized, being misunderstood, being falsely accused, being talked about? Can you handle being left out? Let me tell you this, my friend, those of you watching me, those of you in the house, before you pray for God to bless you, you need to know all that's going to be involved. I can tell you this, that everyone is not going to celebrate your success. All of your friends won't be happy when you get that promotion. Not all of your co-workers are going to celebrate that promotion. I wish that I could tell you that all your relatives will cheer you up, but all your relatives won't cheer you on when you move on into a new house. When your business increases and you expand, all of those single friends are not going to like it when you get engaged because the favor on your life will stir up the jealousy. They will criticize you, it will stir up competition, it will stir up envy in certain people. But I want to ask you not to get upset because it's not about you, it's about the anointing on your life. It's about the favor of God on your life because you can't be blessed without some form of persecution. Turn to someone and say, the higher the level, the bigger the devil. You did not get it, did you? The higher the level, the bigger the devil. Paul was writing to the Ephesians. Because we always think that people are a problem. Or that is about us. 
You know, I told you about this a man who never had a date before he came to the knowledge of the Lord. But when he came to the knowledge of the Lord, and God was all over him, so all of these ladies were attracted to the anointing. And he thought that it was him that they were attracted to, and started to try to abuse these ladies. Apostle Thompson said he called this man into his office. He said, before you became a Christian, did, did you have any debts? He said, no. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Now all of these ladies want to talk to you. He said, right. He said, let me tell you this. You are as ugly as you were before. One day I'm going to be that bold too. He said, let me tell you, man, you are still as ugly as you were before you came to the knowledge of the Lord. It's not you that attracted to the anointing on you. So take your hands off all these girls. See, we always think that when we are blessed, it's about us. No, it's the anointing. Some of it is anointing. Paul wrote to the uh, Ephesians, for we are, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. In other words, it says, your, your problem is not your husband. Your problem is not your wife. Your problem is, is not your children. Don't fight your children. Don't fight your wife. Because our problem is against rulers, spiritual rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world. So stop fighting people and go after the enemy with the word. Because if you are going to be blessed on a greater level, you must also be prepared to be persecuted on a greater, higher level. Think about this. Did anybody accuse you before you were blessed? No. Did anybody accuse you of stealing money before God blessed you? No. Nobody wanted to accuse you. Did anybody talk about you before you bought that car, before the Lord blessed you with that car, with that house? I want you to always remember that people are not your enemy. The devil is. So if you can handle persecution, then God can trust you with more. Could it be that God is waiting for you to be prepared to handle persecution before he releases it to you? Because as long as you are going to be offended, as long as you are going to be upset, as long as you are going to fight people, then the blessing wouldn't be a blessing. It would turn to a curse, and God doesn't want to curse you with anything. He wants to bless you. Let me warn you this, that uh, you will have to pass the test of overlooking insults. The test of ignoring what people are saying or not saying. You have to pass the tests of not paying attention to the critics that are trying to discredit you. Can anybody relate to what I'm talking about now? I want you to realize that those people wouldn't be talking about you if you weren't making a difference. That's what God said to me. Why are you worried about the people that are talking about the ministry? Many of them who have not even been here, who don't know, have the impact on the community, have impact on people all over the world. They wouldn't be talking about you if you weren't making a difference, if you weren't a leader. Are you ready to be a leader? If you weren't shining brightly. Let me tell you this, my friend. You need to let God deal with the critics and the naysayers. You need to let God take care of those that are trying to make you look bad. Those that are trying to stir something up. And those that are leaving you out. They're not leaving you out because you've done anything wrong. They're leaving you out because they are intimidated by the anointing. 
I want you to realize that some people can't handle success. They are fine as long as you are on their level. Wow. But once you begin to move up so that you can bring some people up, you are going to stir the worst nests. People have no problem as long as you are in the same department. But when they move you and give you an office, that's when they're going to have a problem. People don't talk about you as long as you are single like the rest of them. No problem as long as you live in the same neighborhood. But when God blesses you in a greater way, it will stir up the wasp nest. You'll be stepping into the fire ants more. I'm talking to people watching and to the people in the house. You have to be okay with people not being okay with you. No, you did not get me. You have to be okay with people not being okay with you. Because your time is so valuable for you to spend worrying about what people think about you or what people don't think about you. Because your call by God is too important for you to try to convince everybody to like you. This is not a beauty contest. This is a call. So don't waste your time or energy trying to make someone be for you who's never going to be for you. Think about how much time, Jeremy, that we spend trying to get people to like us who will never like us. Because the more God does for us, the more jealous, the more envious that they're going to be. You don't need everybody to celebrate you for you to succeed in life. You don't need for your co-workers. I have to say this. You don't even need your relatives to cheer you up. <coughs> so don't become too dependent on people. What they think, what they don't think. Always wondering, do they validate me? Are they happy with my success? Because if you are so preoccupied with people liking you, validating you, you're going to miss the course. If you are so preoccupied with trying to get everybody to like you, then you really are not a leader. You'll be disappointed when you don't meet people's expectations. You will spend all your time and energy trying to get approval. And then you will get more upset because they're more envious and more jealous. I want to encourage you, just be sure that God is on your side and you'll be fine. Touch yourself and say, as long as God is on my side, I'm going to be fine. Let me warn you to stop looking to people because people can be funny. They like you when you do what they want you to do. And then when you decide to do what God wants you to do, that's when you're going to get into trouble. So stop looking to people. Start looking to God. Because people will get jealous. People can become competitive. You don't need people's approval for you to succeed in life. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should not approve your child, that you should not encourage your husband, because we, we take it to the other extreme. You be the encourager, but don't expect encouragement because you are going to be disappointed at some point. One thing I can tell you that is that you have the almighty God's approval, and that's what you need. Paul says, if God is for us, then who can be against us? That doesn't necessarily mean that people will not be against you. It just means that if they attack you, they will not prevail. They will come against you one way, but they will be chased back seven ways. Let me tell you this. People will misunderstand you. 
<coughs> people will criticize you. People will judge you in spite of your good work. Your heart is right. You want to help people. You want to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. But people who don't know you, they're going to judge you. So we're talking about money. How about you broke self? Get yourself away from me. Continue to stay broke. But I want God to bless me. So that I can put food on the table for a single uh, uh, lady with five children. So that I can help a pastor who has to put five members of his family on a motorcycle to go to church, including a baby. So that I can help a young girl who wants to have rice for Christmas. Something that we take for granted. To have rice, not just rice, but rice with chicken. I know for you, you say, what's so, what, what's so important about that? You see, that's because you throw away so much rice and so much chicken. You don't know that there are people who don't eat rice or chicken until Christmas. People don't know you, but you need to know yourself because if you don't know yourself, people are going to define you. Many of us remember the story of Lazarus, John chapter 11. Lazarus died, Jesus raised him from the dead. John chapter 11, verses 45 and 57 says, Therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. That is in verse 45, but when you come to verse 57, he says, But the chief priests, how many of you know that they, what, who the chief priests were? They were the preachers. But the chief priests and the Pharisees, I call them far you see, and the far you sees had given orders that anyone who found out where Jesus was should report it so that they might arrest him. Arrest him for what? For raising a man from the dead? No, that was not the reason. The reason was that they were jealous, they were envious. They thought that Jesus was more popular than they were. Excuse me. So when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, it was a great miracle. You know, you would think that everyone would be happy. You would think that everyone would be happy that this man had life again. That this lady has food on the table. That this pastor who used to take his motorcycle and snake out in the nights to use his motorcycle to take people to some place so he can have food on the table while he was preaching. This man said, I used to camouflage myself and go in the night to make some money. He said, one time I, I had to pick one of my church members, but because of the fact that I had camouflaged myself, he did not know who I was. You would think that somebody who would want to put some food on the table for that family would be celebrated. Oh, he's always talking about money. It's all about that abundant life. It's always about money. You would have thought that they would celebrate Jesus. They would celebrate Lazarus. You would think that everybody would be happy that this man was alive again. If the leaders of the church, the leaders of the church, it wasn't... The ordinary people are there in the streets. The leaders of the church, they were jealous, they were envious. They didn't like the fact that Jesus had more attention than they did. As a result, they plotted to arrest Jesus, to stop him and stop his ministry. And later on, you're going to find out that not only did they try to stop Jesus, they want to kill Lazarus so that nobody would be talking anymore about it. They want to, the man has already died and was resurrected. Why do you want to kill him again? John chapter 12, verses 9 and 10 says, 
Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest, I want you to know that it is the chief priest, the pastors of churches, the bishops. So the chief priest made plans to kill Lazarus as well. I mean, can you imagine? All that Lazarus did was come back to life. And it really wasn't even his own choice. God just blessed him. God chose to bless him, to make him an example of his goodness. But with great blessing comes great persecution. Think about this. All that Jesus did was just raise this man from the dead. The man was able to go back and see his children again. But the religious leaders wanted to kill him and end his ministry. Let me tell you this, my friend. If God is going to bless you, I'm talking about bless you in a greater way, then you have to be able to handle greater persecution. Don't you get upset when people turn on you, when God promotes you. Don't be revengeful. Don't use your influence to pay people back. Do not live bitter, always thinking about giving them a piece of your mind. Because if you continue to do that, at some point you won't have any mind anymore. No doubt then that you are mindless because you've been trying to give pieces, little pieces of your mind here and there. Ignore those people. Don't give the persecutors the time of the day. Keep shining. This is somebody said, keep shining. Keep dreaming. Keep being good to people. And guess what? God will take care of your persecutors. He'll deal with the critics, the jealous people, the opposition. Interestingly, the religious leaders never succeeded in killing Lazarus. They came up with a plan, though. They had a strategy, though, but it never succeeded. That's because people can't stop your destiny. No, you did not hear me. People can't stop your destiny. The blessing on your life is what causes people to hate you. It's not because you look more handsome than you used to be. It is greater. The blessing on you is greater than any forces that are trying to hold you back. May I say that again? The blessing on you, the anointing on you, is greater than any forces that are trying to hold you back. Now, don't stay focused on the persecution. Stop trying to figure out, but why did they turn on me? Why are they talking about me? Why aren't they for me? I've got the answer for you. It's because the blessing comes with persecution. It's a test. Don't someone say, say, it's a test. But the thing is, can you handle opposition? Can you handle jealousy? Can you handle innuendos? Can you handle people talking about you who don't even know you? I don't know whether you've ever thought about this. Do you know who gets jealous when you succeed? It's the small-minded people who think that your promotion makes them look bad. So they try to pull you down to bring you to their level. What these people forget is that God is no respecter of person. He's no respecter of person. What God has done for you, he could have done for every one of them. But instead of celebrating you and what God has enabled you to accomplish, guess what? They criticize you. They find faults. They do everything that they can to try to make you look bad. They think God's favor is limited. God's favor is not limited, Michael. That you are being blessed It's not keeping anybody from rising higher. If they submit to God, God will promote them. These people, they don't realize. Amen, brother. They don't realize that God has unlimited favor. How many of you know that God has unlimited favor? 
that God doesn't favor your pastor or the other member any more than he does you. God's favor is unlimited. It's enough for every one of us. That's why you must ignore these people and pray for the good of those people who persecute you. Is that what Jesus said to do? And if you do this, you're going to watch God keep promoting you before the eyes. You're going to see God set a table before you in the presence of your enemies and anoint you with oil. And your cup is going to be running over, making the critics, the cynics, the naysayers get madder and madder. If you will just ignore these people, you are going to watch God take you to where you can't go on your own. To God belongs the glory forever and ever. Amen. Was anybody blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706-485-0166 for more information and be blessed.